0: Today we're going to pray, Lord, give us ears to hear. In Mark chapter 8, starting in verse 15, we read the words of Jesus Christ to his followers, and it says that he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand? Have ye your hearts yet hardened? Having eyes, you see not, and having ears, you hear not. And do ye not remember, when I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They said unto him twelve, and when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said seven, and he said unto them, how is it that ye do not understand? My friend, do you, do you understand what Jesus was saying here? Jesus warned his followers to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. You see, leaven represents sin in scripture. That's why leaven was not allowed even in the houses in the time of Passover, Because before they could be delivered from the wicked taskmaster of Pharaoh out of Egypt, which represents our salvation from the devil, they had to first repent. And so representative of that, they would get all of the yeast out of their house, one of the reasons for the feast of unleavened bread. Not the only reason, of course, there are others. But we see this played out through scripture where we hear terms like a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. When you allow a little mixture, a little error, a little sin in, it multiplies until it takes over. And so he warned them to be weary of the leaven of the Pharisees, which meant to beware of false doctrine or error, and also of Herod, the things of the world. However, they didn't understand what he said, and so he replies to them, You have eyes, but you can't see, and you have ears, but you can't hear. In other words, they could not understand the spiritual things that he was speaking. And so today we pray, Lord, give us ears to hear that when you speak, we can understand by the revelation of the Holy Spirit what it is that you are trying to say. He was saying don't mix or compromise to error, wrong doctrine or the things of this world, thinking that you need to do so to achieve the work of the kingdom. God is able to do what he says, even if he has to perform a miracle to do it. That's why he ended the statement by saying, Do you not remember how many times I multiplied the bread? Why are you worried about the fact that you didn't bring any bread, that you don't have any bread? Don't take from the Pharisees. Don't take from Herod. Do you not remember? Do you not have faith? Do you not understand that I am more than able to provide Church, we have to stop believing the lie of the enemy, that we have to use the things of the world to win the world. We do not need the tools of Egypt. God is more than capable of providing what we need. In fact, when you compromise, you actually forfeit the miracles of God that he was setting you up to walk in that would have validated his pure uncompromised words in you. Because that you have removed both the need for the miracle to validate it. By depending on the things of the Pharisees and of Herod. You've put your reliance on something else. And you've totally removed his ability to endorse you. Because that you have endorsed that which he will have no part with. He will not endorse the leaven of the Pharisees or of Herod. He will not endorse error. He will not endorse compromise. He will not endorse a partial gospel. He will not endorse the things of the world. He will endorse the pure, uncompromising, Full counsel of his word delivered forth. That is the commission we were given and that is the commission he will endorse. Nothing has changed since the book of Acts except that our lack of faith and unwillingness to deliver the full counsel of God's word. That he might move in the power and anointing of his grace to endorse that with signs, wonders and miracles because they only follow those who believe, truly believe, believe him, believe it all. No fear, no compromise, no counterfeit. The gospel, the gospel, the entire gospel of Jesus Christ. Because you see, my friend, when you compromise and rely on these things, thinking that you need them to promote your message or your gospel or to achieve the promises of God. What you're actually doing is showing that you have more faith in Herod and in the Pharisees' bread than in Jesus' ability to manifest bread in a miraculous way. Therefore, do you forfeit the miracle that he was setting the stage for you to walk in? And this happens in the church over and over and over again so that it gets to the point where we have to depend on programs and performances and entertainment and lights and smoke and screens and presentations. And it'll even get to the point where you will depend on counterfeit manifestations. And then the people are entertained for an hour and then leave hungry and empty and void of truth, just as dead when they left as when they walked in. My friend, It ought not be the case. We have the way. We have the truth. We have the answer. We've just got to stop being afraid to give it the full counsel of God's word. Oh God, let us read it. Let us see it. Lord, let us walk in humility to receive it, to believe it, to be it and to preach it that others might hear it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Oh God, give us ears to hear what you are saying to your church. Because if you will choose today to stop relying on the bread of Herod and the Pharisees, stop mixing with the things of the world, with organizations, with ungodly agendas, with congregations full of ungodly errors that are in contradiction to the will and word of God. Stop relying on committees and performances to draw in the crowds. Stop yoking up with the unholy, the prideful, the arrogant, and the abase, because you think you need some of the tools of Egypt to get you to that place that God has promised, my friend, he is more than able to manifest that bread. My friends, he is more than able to bring the multitudes and to feed the multitudes. You see, the bread represents Jesus, but the bread also represents the word, the manna, the revelation of God. And a lot of people need to put down what they learned in Bible college, what they read in their denominational books, what they heard on TV, what they saw on YouTube. They need to put it down and stop depending on. On the bread of Herod and the Pharisees and seek the Lord God himself and trust him to deliver what no man can in a miraculous way. Do you understand what I am trying to say? Do you have an ear to hear the word of the Lord today? Lord, give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a faith to believe. God, we don't need to compromise the truth. We don't need to yoke up with those that are not in agreement with you. We've got to preach the truth. We've got to keep the gospel pure. It is perfect the way it is, oh Lord. Cause us to walk in it and rightly represent it. My friend, what you come into agreement with, you yield yourself servant to and you have no more authority against. And that applies to doctrine, that applies to organization, that applies to the things of this world and the groups and the committees and all of those things that we tie ourselves to. Because we trust more in their tools, in their mammon, in their pull, in their connections, in their equipment than we do in God to do what he has promised to do. And in doing so, we forfeit our protection, we forfeit our provision, We forfeit our miracle because my friend if the plan is within your power to do it's not his plan it's yours because my friend he will do what he has set forth to do his word is sure and true so if you will get on your knees take time to read the word and to listen and pray and hear what he's trying to say when you hear that word from him and him directly you can stand in faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so if you have not heard it directly from the mouth of God it is not faith in God it is faith in the Pharisees bread or inheritance it's time that the church starts believing again but believing in God believing in the word getting on your knees and praying until you've heard and then trusting in him to manifest it in the earth in a right and pure and perfect way no compromise. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what concord hath Christ with Bel? God does not need the tools of Egypt. In fact, his judgment fell on all those who've trusted it. You see, it should be the burden of every true servant of the living God that the church is so full of unbelieving believers because the pulpits are full of unbelieving preachers preaching unbelief and and compromise with the world and with error in the name of dependency to cover up the fact that they've sold out for 30 pieces of silver a long time ago and they sold your soul to hell for a lot less. Preacher, God loves you and he is reaching out to you. Do not compromise. Do not mix. Do not depend on the tools of Egypt or you will have blood on your hands because you will lead a congregation right into Balaam's curse. And I think a many do it with a good heart because they're just looking for any way, but they're not doing it God's way. And so they open themselves up. To the snares of the enemy and all those who followed them. Oh, the Lord is desperate to teach his people, but if they would only humble themselves and seek him, stop running around and trying to do things in your own strength. Get on your knees and wait upon the Lord until that you have clearly heard. A word because until you've heard your faith is not in the word your faith is in the bread of the Pharisees and Herod oh God give us ears to hear your voice and raise up true believers again who trust you to be able to do what no man can do to trust you to be able to bring about the promises that you have given us that we not settle and compromise for counterfeits of them and lies of the enemy that end up endorsing sin and error And the things of the world and driving people more towards the bread of the Pharisees and of Herod than to Jesus Christ who is the bread of life. The real thing. He can do it. Will you believe him? He can do it. There is nothing too hard for him. He will perform miracles to make it happen. If you believe the signs and wonders and miracles will follow those who believe. Do you? believe or do you have more faith in the bread of the Pharisees and Herod? Do you think that you need the organization and the favor and the approval of those who are not in agreement with God or do you need the approval of God who is not in agreement with compromise? It's time the church start believing again. In Galatians 3 verse 5 it says, He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. How was it accounted to Abraham? Why was it accounted unto him for righteousness? Why is he called, O faithful Abraham? Not because he went through some motions, not because he did some rituals, not because he copycatted what he saw somebody else do, not because he trusted in the works of the land or the works of his hand, but because he heard a word from the Lord and obeyed and trusted in faith that God was able to deliver it even though it was absolutely impossible for it to be so he believed that if necessary God would raise his child from the dead to accomplish what he said he did not waver in faith but he was fully persuaded that what the Lord had promised he was able to accomplish and without the help of compromise and so does the scripture say that those who work miracles do it by the hearing. Of faith because my friend it wouldn't require faith if you could see the way to do it or if you could do it in yourself or if you could get Herod to do it or the things of the world or mammon or those moving in error that have all the resources that it looks like you need my friend we have the resource we have the spirit of the Living God the same power that raised Christ from the dead and the more impossible it looks the greater the miracle he will manifest to bring about his will once you have heard it stand in faith on it and do not compromise or you forfeit it no mighty move of God will ever come by going through the motions or repeating after someone else or copying what you saw someone else do it will come only by hearing what God says and believing it and responding to it in faith by obeying it So my friend, I'm telling you today, get on your knees, get a word from the Lord, make sure that it is in alignment with the word of God and scripture, which is your discernment or open up the scripture, read it and believe it. Preach the full counsel of God's word because let me tell you something, the pattern has already been given. The price has already been paid. The commission has already been decreed. It's already out there. Nothing has changed since the days of the book of Acts. Do you believe what the word says? And if so, why do you keep looking for another way? There is only one way. Read what the Bible says. Believe what it has to say. Go out and preach it, the entirety of it, leaving nothing out. Don't worry about who it will offend, but preach the truth in love and compassion and be broken for the lost and weep for the deceived and love all men, but do not mix with compromise or endorse it by your presence or acquiescence of it the bible says have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove it because if you truly love their soul you will tell them the truth to save it from hell no matter what they think of you for it That is what a true minister of the gospel does. They do not compromise and they do not endorse that which is unclean. But they teach the people to discern between the holy and the unholy, the clean and the unclean. They speak the truth at all costs, even if it costs them their lives, just like Jesus Christ, who is our example. This American gospel that promotes compromise for the sake of getting people in. It does nothing but make people comfortable in their sin. Because if they didn't come with the intent to line up with the word of God, then they did not come with a heart ready to repent. And it will do nothing for them. It will only weary the people and endorse sin. And God will have no part in it and it'll be another Cain sacrifice, another nice little show, but it will not save their soul because that we did not do what he said. They will come in dead and they will leave dead. Then they will become more and more discouraged and despondent with the truth because that they are so tired of the powerless compromise. My friend, I see it every day, and I also see the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ when it is presented in its entirety and in its truth uncompromised laid out for what it is that the kingdom of God might enter in because let me tell you something my friend The Bible says, who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? He who has a pure heart and clean hands. We understand that the Bible says that God himself comes and he takes away our heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh. And that he puts his spirit within us. That is salvation and sanctification and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That is a work of God. But the clean hands, that's your part. Because Peter said in Acts chapter 20 verse 25, And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you, all the counsel of God. Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things and drawing away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years. I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Paul said that I can face my death knowing that I am free of the blood of all men. He didn't have any blood on his hands. Why did he have clean hands? Because he did not shun the truth. He never shied away from speaking the full counsel of God's word. To any man at any time he spoke it at all costs. Because you see, he understood that the Bible says in Ezekiel that if a man is in his sin or if a man is in error and you know it and you do not warn him and that man dies in his sin or in his error, his soul shall go to hell and his blood will be on your hands. So you want to know how to cause the king of glory to enter in to your heart, to your life, to your circumstance, to your ministry? to your service to your church You got to have clean hands and a pure heart. The pure heart, that's something that he does when you are willing to repent and submit unto him. But the clean hands, that's your part. You got to be willing to speak the truth, to never shy away from the full counsel of God's word, because only when you have clean hands and a pure heart will the king of glory enter in. And I'm telling you, my friend, that any manifestation that happens in any service where the full truth is not being presented. It is not from the king of glory. It is from the spirit of antichrist who does work in signs and lying wonders, but he doesn't give you the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, church of God, we cannot be pawns of the devil anymore. We've got to be willing out of love for God and the gospel and the souls of men to speak the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth and never shy away or shun away because we trust more in the bread of the Pharisees and Herod and we don't want to lose it because they don't like the truth. My friend, I'm more worried about losing the bread of life than the bread of Herod and the Pharisees. Take all the money. Take all the equipment. Take all the props. Take all of the glitz and the glamour and the vainglory. Take all the lights and the fancy equipment. Oh, God, clear the stage so you can set it. Because we want something pure. We want something holy. We want the king of glory and you only. We will open the word of God, we will read it, we will believe it, we will be it, and we will preach it, all of it. And you see church, our hearts should be breaking because a lot of people who are preaching are not living it. And a lot of people who are living it are not preaching it. While the world is so desperate for a demonstration of it, a demonstration of faith, Faith in what God says. Because we've seen enough demonstrations of what people say and all the vanity that comes from it. But we've seen very little demonstration of what God says and the power that comes from it. Romans 1:15 says, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith, faith in the word of God, faith in what is written for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. All sin, all compromise, all friendship with the world brings the wrath of God upon the ungodly who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifested in them for God hath showed it unto them who hold the truth in unrighteousness. My friend, if you know the truth and you do not preach the truth, you do not give the full truth because you're afraid to lose the bread of the Pharisees and of Herod, you are damning souls to the wrath of God. You are removing the protection and walking into the path of judgment. My friend, I love you enough to tell you the truth and I need a people who are selfless enough to preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the only thing that will save men's soul from hell, that will protect them from the wrath to come and that will cause the King of Glory to enter in, to do what cannot be done by any man or organization or Pharisees or even all the resources of Herod our God is able do you believe My friend, the things that so many people desire to see, the signs, the wonders, the healings, the miracles, the deliverances, the salvations, they are not uncommon. What is uncommon is people's faith so that they don't see it because they trust in everything else, because they compromise, because they won't speak the truth. Because you see, Jesus gave the commission and he said, if you will go forth and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and pray, this gospel everything that I have told you I will be with you even until the ends of the world Jesus is with us when we deliver his message because my friends miracles only come to validate the message so get the message right and the miracles will follow and the only way to get the message right is to read it and believe it because the signs wonders and miracles will follow those who believe my friend I have seen miracles I have seen healings I have seen deliverance deliverances i have seen the dead raised i have seen the lost saved which is the greatest miracle of all i have seen god do great and mighty things because i have believed nothing has changed since the book of acts except our faith pick it up read it believe it be it and preach it and you will see it too In the book of Acts, in chapter 8, verse 5, we read, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ. Preached what? He preached Christ. He preached the message of Jesus Christ. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He preached the teachings of Jesus Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did Hearing and seeing the miracles for which he did, do you understand that God sent the miracles to validate the message and the message was the full gospel of Jesus Christ? For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed and many that were taken with palsy and that were lame were healed because God had a word to validate. But my friend, if you will not deliver the full gospel, preach the full truth, stand on the word of God and not compromise the truth to depend upon the things of the world so that he cannot endorse it. My friend, if you will preach the word of God, live it and do not compromise it or shun from delivering it to any man. God will endorse it. He will show up to help spread that message. The miracles come to validate the message. The problem is, is that there's not many messengers delivering a message that God can endorse. Because it's compromised. He will not endorse a partial truth. A half truth is more dangerous than a whole lie. He will not endorse a partial gospel. And I think many people are falling to the error of Balaam that they are compromising the truth. They are shunning from the truth because they are afraid to offend the Pharisees and Herod because they have more faith in his bread than in Jesus' ability to manifest what's needed. My friend, I will depend upon the bread of life. I would rather walk out on the streets with nothing but the shoes on my feet, the word of God in my heart and the sword of the spirit in my mouth and see demons cast out and people set free and souls saved from hell by the truth of God's word than to stand on a stage before million with all the lights and smoke and know that I sold my soul to hell by endorsing Baal so that I might have the resources to do what I didn't have the faith to believe that God could do. Do not mix with idols. Do not compromise the truth for numbers, for platform, for presence, for position, or for promise. Because my friend, the last temptation of Christ was the devil promising him what God had already promised, but he promised to give it to him another way. Just compromise. Just endorse that which is unholy and I'll give you what you were already promised. You just won't have to go through Gethsemane to get it. I'll give it to you easy. I'll give it to you quick. I'll give it to you in a way that doesn't really take that much faith. Just endorse what is unholy, bow to me. My friend, if you bend the knee, you forfeit the promise and eternity. It is that serious. I will trust my King. I will resist the temptation, I will, I will trust my King and He will bring me out of that wilderness in the power of the Spirit because there's nothing hell can offer that my God can't outdo. I will trust in the bread of Jesus Christ, not in the promises of compromise. Oh God, give us ears to hear what you are saying. To the church because you know all through the book of revelation this is this is what he's saying this is what he's warning church stop compromising stop yoking up with the enemy Purify your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts that the King of glory might enter in. I stand at the door and knock. The time is now. The kairos is now. The window is open now. But I'm only coming in to those with a pure heart and clean hands. Purify yourself, church. Do not join to that which is unholy. Don't endorse that which is unclean. Friendship with the world makes you the enemy of God. Read the word, speak the word, hear the word, believe the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hear it and believe it, preach it, all of it so that others can believe it and then signs, wonders and miracles will follow those that believe. The time is now. He's just waiting for someone who will believe. True miracles from God come to validate the message, the uncompromised, full counsel of God's holy word. So go hide thyself and learn how to be taught. Do you know that, you know, there's a biblical principle about three and a half years where God disciples, even Paul, when he was saved on the road to Damascus, did not go out and minister to others or move in the callings that He knew God had placed upon his life until that he had first sat alone in the quiet with God for three and a half years to be taught by him, to be stripped of all of his dependency on the bread of the Pharisees because he came from the Pharisees. He was under Herod's system. He had to be stripped of all dependency on that and learn how to hear clearly from the Lord himself daily that he, might be, that he might have faith in what he was hearing and walk therein. And there did signs, wonders, and miracles follow him daily because that he believed in the things that the Lord was saying unto him, that God was able, because the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God, but those who come to God must believe that he is God and God is able. Nothing is too hard for God. He can do it no Man can do. Do you believe? Have you heard from heaven? And if so, trust him to manifest it. Do not depend. Beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. Don't mix it in because a little leaven will destroy the whole lump, and God will not endorse it. He will have no part in it. You see, you'll notice that a lot of evangelistic movements they use children and newly saved people. To go out and pray for the sick to do miracles and there's a reason for that because they understand that when a person is freshly saved god is planting seeds of faith so he will move them forth in miracles he will move them forth in quick answers to their prayers signs and wonders because he's putting that seed of faith in them but once he has put that seed of faith in them he he then calls them away to a season of growing and branching that faith out and stripping away. And this is usually the three and a half years that he calls us to sit and be taught by him. Only that most people spiritually die in that time period because they're not taught to sit and listen and be learned in the word of God. So that to keep the miracles flowing in the movements, they keep the new converts praying for the people instead of training up a people who are firm in the word so that they can then go out and declare that word with all assurance that heaven might back it up with the greater things the things that God entrusts to mature sons and daughters my friends we've got to stand on the word of God believe it be it and preach it that is New Testament Christianity that they gave up their very lives to not compromise the entirety of the gospel of Jesus Christ if you want to see the fullness of then you have to preach the full counsel of God's word. You can preach a partial gospel to millions and never see miracles. Or you can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to 12 disciples and watch them turn the world upside down. What would you rather do? I'm so tired of hearing people say that they're going to make the gospel relevant. It's not the gospel that's irrelevant. It's the American gospel that's irrelevant which is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not that the gospel doesn't work. It's that we're afraid to preach the real gospel so that what we preach can't work because God will not endorse what he has not set forth. My friend, we got to grieve for the error and choose to be the ones who will be the difference. Everybody's looking for the missing ingredient, the next new thing that's going to bring revival. But I'm telling you, friend, it's not a new thing to discover. It's an old thing to recover because they had it back in the book of Acts and all the power that was available to them is available to us. God didn't change. Our faith did and our willingness to humble ourselves to it and believe what the word of God says. Jesus said it is finished. Everything we need has already been made available. If it's not working it's either because we're not using it or we're adding something to it. The late Leonard Ravenhill was known for saying that five minutes into heaven, we'll all be ashamed. When we see the power that was available to us and the call that was on our life, if we had only read what was in the Bible, heard the word, and believed. Oh God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying today. Jesus himself said that if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father in heaven. Are you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? If you are shying away from delivering the entire counsel of the truth of God's word, then you are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what a shame. And I think that when we stand before him that day and we see all that could have been if we had only believed, all that we could have been used to do and all that he would have brought. Brought us through and all the miracles he would have sent to prove the words that we said in his stead if only we had believed but we were too ashamed to speak the full counsel of his truth on this earth how ashamed are we gonna be before him on that day and how ashamed is he gonna be of you and me when he has to explain that to the father because we didn't believe him oh God give us ears to hear the words that he has spoken And a faith to believe it, be it, and be willing to preach it. It's time to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because miracles will come to validate His message. Not a message, not any message. The message, His message. The full counsel of the gospel of Jesus christ and my friend the greatest miracle of all being the salvation of souls from hell i want to see men saved because my jesus deserves the reward of his suffering a life healed but not saved is a waste it's pointless yes lord sin healing yes lord send the signs and the wonders oh let the king of glory enter in but let it be for the cleansing of souls and lives from the curse of sin Save us, Lord, by your grace. Fill this place and change us by the power of your word. Speak it, Lord. We believe it, Lord. We stand on it, Lord. We are willing to preach it, Lord. We will speak it forth in love and in humility, in brokenness and in truth. We will deliver the words that have come forth from you. Not the traditions of men, not compromise with sin, not the provisions of Baal or the doctrines of hell, but we will stand on the word of God Almighty and we will preach it and we will speak it because we have believed it. Oh, give us ears to hear what you have spoken. Cause us to read the word and understand. And be willing to take others by the hand and lead them and instruct them in righteousness again. Church, we've got to stop chasing the next new thing or the newest personality. Get on our knees, pray, open the word of God, read it, humble our hearts and believe it. Signs, wonders and miracles will follow those who believe. The question is, do you really believe? Or do you trust more in the bread of the Pharisees and of Herod? And my friend, I'm not even asking you if you believe in miracles. I'm asking you if you believe in the miracle maker. Because we know miracles are possible. But do you believe in the miracle maker? Do you believe in the bread of life? Do you believe that he is able to do miracles? That he is able to accomplish that which he has promised Or do you believe more in the mammon of Herod and the error of the Pharisees because it comes with the resources of hell? God will never move to endorse the resources of hell, friend. Do you believe? Not in miracles. Do you believe in the miracle maker? Do you believe he's able? Do you believe he's willing? Then preach his gospel and watch him move to endorse it. Only those with clean hands and a pure heart will see the king of glory enter into their services. And the only ones with clean hands are those who have not shied away from speaking the truth of the full counsel of God's word to all men. O Lord, cause us to hear your voice and your word again that we might speak it forth and cleanse our hands. We repent, Lord that you might cleanse our heart and we are willing to speak the full counsel of your word that we might cleanse our hands and stand before you boldly on the day of judgment knowing that we are not guilty of any man's blood but that our hands are clean before you because that we have not shied away from speaking the truth of the full counsel of your word to any man at any time for any reason and surely not that we might gain the bread Of the Pharisees and Herod when we had access to the very bread of life the manna from heaven itself available to us every single day if only we had believed you cannot preach a compromised gospel and expect heaven to endorse it my friends we've got to preach Repentance, the blood, the baptism, salvation, faith, favor, power, grace, sonship, endurance, long-suffering, sacrifice, love, purity, holiness, righteousness, healing, deliverance, sanctification, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, signs, wonders, miracles, overcoming power, authority, victory, all of history, and he will demonstrate it and write the next chapter of history that he has been waiting with earnest anticipation and expectation for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, those who are led by his spirit. But my friend, how are you going to be led by a spirit that you don't believe? And how are you going to believe what you haven't heard? Humble yourself. Take some time. Shut everything off and everyone out. Get on your knees and seek. Open your Bible and read. Ask him to teach, listen, and believe. That's what it takes. That's what it always took. A people who are willing to believe the book. You want authority? Then you need to seek the highest authority. And who is the highest authority but the author? Can we do any better than Christ? Is His gospel not perfect? Do you believe it? Do you really believe that He is God? Then why are we looking for another way? Why are we compromising with that which is not in agreement? Teach the people to discern between the holy and the unholy by having no part or fellowship or endorsement with it, but rather reprove it in brokenness and in love that you might bring others out of that darkness and into the light. This is what Christ did with his very life. Can we do any better than Christ or are you saying his way isn't right? Because without faith it is impossible to please God and those who come to God must believe that He is God. And that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, who hear and believe. Seek Him, hear from Him, and stand in faith on what He says. Read it, believe it, be it, and preach it. And He will demonstrate it. But if you preach compromise, then what do you think you are going to demonstrate? What do you think you are going to teach? What do you think you are going to impart to the impressionable least of these? Then you will stand before God on the day of judgment and be ashamed that your Lord is ashamed, that you are ashamed of the gospel that he came and suffered and died to bring. O God, give us ears to hear. Lord, we're crying out in humble repentance and submittance to your word. God, we hear it, we receive it, we believe it. Lord, we will pick it up, we will read it. And what it says, we will preach. We will not compromise, we will not cower, we will not shun or shy away from preaching the full truth and gospel of your word, because we are worried that we might lose a little of the leaven, that we might lose the bread of the Pharisees. Oh God, that we might lose Herod's provision. God, I don't want any of it. I want the bread from heaven. I want the bread of life. I want the miracle maker. I want King Jesus. I believe that you are God. I have faith that you are who you are and that nothing is too hard for you. And that every promise you've given me, you will bring me to, and you will do what no one else can do. And there will be miracles and signs and wonders to prove that your word is true because that I have believed and stood firm. You will validate your word. You are a God of miracle working power. And it's not about the miracles because it's not about the vainglory. It's not even about the blessings that we might assume to gain from it. Oh God, but it's a, about your story, it's about others believing your truth, seeing it, the whole purpose is not for selfish needs or reasons, but it is that men's soul might be saved because that they believe the words that we say because you have moved to validate when we are willing to believe what you speak and preach the full counsel of your word and not compromise with the world and not yoke up with darkness but to shine the light of Jesus Christ that others might see it and want to be it and not to endorse the things of the world or friendship with the world or compromise with unrighteousness but to stand apart And to be as one crying in the wilderness. Repent. Repent. Make your crooked way straight. Turn away from your sin. Turn away from your compromise. Turn away from your dependence on the lies of the enemy. And the organizations and ungodly groups and fellowships that he never called you to. Because he can do what they cannot do. Let him prove his word. Believe it and walk in it and he will move to defend it oh I will stand if I have to stand alone but I will preach the full gospel of God because I will not stand before him on that great and dreadful day with the blood of men on my hands because of the words I was not willing to say but I will love them enough To speak the truth, God raise up a people who truly believe you. Give us ears to hear what your word says and to understand. Give us ears to hear what your heart is crying. Give us the people who will get on their knees, who will turn the TV off, who will turn the phone off, who will turn the computer and the games off. Stop playing games while souls are going to hell. Get on your face and get a word from heaven and believe him and walk in faith in it and do not compromise or depend on the bread or the mammon of the Pharisees and of Herod, but trust in your Lord, why can't you understand that he is able, that he can manifest manna from heaven, he can bring forth power and glory, he can draw the crowds, he can cast demons if it's not holy, it's not yours. I pray that you open the ears of the people, that they would hear your heart's cry, that they would hear your desperation. For the souls of a lost generation that are so desperate for the truth, but all they're fed is more performance and entertainment, oh God, wake them up, but wake us up because there has to be a people that are willing to preach the truth, that are willing to speak Speak the truth that are willing to bring men into the truth to be led by the spirit of truth that we might walk in sonship as those who are led by your spirit that we might have the authority and power of heaven to do the greater works of the kingdom. Oh God, I believe that you are who you are, that you can do what you can do, and I will not compromise the truth because that I have more faith in the resources of man or demons or organizations or unholy congregations of people who have come together with selfish desires and means. Oh God, we love their soul and we cry for them, but we can never hope to truly save them unless we are willing to give them the truth because only the truth can set men free and anything else is just vanity God I will not move in vanity and have to stand before you one day and give an account but God I will pour my life out to the very last drop the last bit of energy that I have the last bit of strength in my body the last breath in my lungs, I will give it all that one might be saved, that one might be brought into the knowledge of the truth, that they might come into agreement with it, believe it and speak it and be saved. And if it's only for one, I will do it for one because maybe that one will reach a million. It's not about our show. It's not about our fame. It's not about our story. It's about glorifying His name. Oh God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.